Welcome to the Mammoth Gamecast for the week of August 14th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me as always, Filter Horde. Hey man. Hey guys. How's it been going? Uh, it's been going, yeah. I've been uh, getting a chance to play actually quite a bit, uh, a little bit more than usual. So um, yeah, we've been doing, uh, actually you and I both have been playing a little bit of Fortnite, uh, streaming some of that. Yeah. Um, I've been playing Hellblade, which we're going to get into later, so I won't uh, share too much about that just yet. And then uh, also just today I picked up uh, Kingdoms and Castles, which was one of the uh, Fig games, which was like the, um, I guess it was kind of like a Kickstarter similar thing that uh, some of the guys in Double Fine started. Mm-hmm. So um, I haven't gotten a chance to play that yet, but I've heard some good stuff about it and uh, I like I like what I've seen of it. So I'm excited to probably get to play that later today. Hell yeah. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, me personally, I've uh, been doing some Fortnite and, uh, you know, just standard kind of working on 3d model stuff um mm-hmm. which i had a few problems with um program wise but it's all taken care of now fortnite's been awesome kind of learning new things about it uh especially in like on like how you progress your power rank the like the lightning level uh it's directly correlated to your survivor levels um so, so I, like the people in your in your survivor squads, so like your EMT squad okay. and your fire alpha, when you level them up, oh, your rank goes up. And then I tested that explains it. explains it. I tested it with defenders and uh, your heroes. It doesn't affect mm. your rank at all. That's super weird. Super weird. Yeah, I thought it was super weird. So <laughs> yeah, because we were uh, we were playing yesterday and like I was a uh, for some reason I'm like 12 and everybody else is like 20, 22, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like my hero, just my hero's power level. Was t- I had the highest level. It was like 21, 22, something like that. And everybody else was below that. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I, like, I don't understand why my personal power level is so low. But yeah, I haven't really been leveling up my defenders or anything. So that explains it. My problem was I was leveling up one defender. And uh, mm-hmm. last night... Uh, um, is it like an average? Or? Yeah. It's, it's, huh. um, it's kind of just dependent on each category. Each category gets a rank that applies to the whole. So okay. applies to the whole, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always got to apply it gotta to the apply whole. Got to apply it to the whole is what we're getting at here, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that might, that would be a really good episode title if we were doing separate episode titles. Yeah, apply it to the whole. Apply okay. it to the whole. And then that's going to work again when South Park comes out. Yeah, which uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be talking quite a bit about that. <laughs> yeah, when I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, but yeah, uh, let's just let's jump right into the games being released uh, for August 7th through the 13th. Um all right. But I guess before we get there, if you guys get a chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff that matters. Get early uh, information. Um, everything that you see here usually goes up on there um, and more. So you get to see the videos, talk with us on the daily, and uh, and all that. So, yeah, go over there, mm-hmm. tag that like button, all the likes on the um, articles and videos, the likes, comments, and shares, all super appreciated. Um, and if you want to keep up with our streaming uh, and our podcast, it goes up there every single uh, it, like auto post um, mm-hmm. at Mammoth Games Inc on Twitter. But with that, let's go ahead and jump right into the first game that we wanted to talk about: uh, Black Hole for Xbox One and PS4. I'm, I don't know too too much about this. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of something that I had heard it. Uh, mentioned a couple times and I never really got a chance to um, 
kind of look into it. It's it's a uh, it's a it's a puzzle platformer. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, you know, it, it released on PC a while ago. It looks like actually uh, a couple years ago. But um, it's you know, it's kind of a smaller sized uh, studio in Poland. And um, God, I hope that's right. It's Czech. I'm so wrong. <laughs> so it's a it's a it's a studio in uh, the Czech Republic, and um, it's a, I'm not really into platformers, so it's just not like it, it just wasn't something that was on my radar necessarily. Right. But uh, I mean, I like their art style. It looks pretty cool, knowing that it's a kind of a smaller studio. Um, it's definitely interesting. I think uh, it wasn't this, but there was another studio I was talking about recently that I forgot where it was, and I think they were Czech as well. Uh, it just hmm. I can't stick it in my head for some reason. I can't check that box. Know what I'm saying, guys? <laughs> International war started. Shit, but, you uh, realize yeah, like, what you've done? <laughs> as, as if we didn't have enough already, right? Right. Um, yeah, so like the... Uh, it, it's kind of interesting um, kind of seeing some of the timelines of this game because the like central conceit, the thing that sets this game apart is that it's um, it's based on like you can control the gravity and there's like gravity anomalies that'll be happening and things like that. So... Um, that's kind of interesting that it's coming out now, considering that uh, Lawbreakers also is coming out, and that's all gravity kind of centric. And we'll we'll hit on that later. But uh, you know, it looks pretty interesting. Again, I'm I, I just can't get into platformers. Uh, I just, I don't have the skill, and also I'm an idiot, so it just doesn't work out. <laughs> it's real hit or miss for me um, with platformers. Some of them mm -hmm. um, I'm super on board with, um, like like I actually. Um, I, I really enjoy, you know, of course, like everyone like enjoyed Mario at some point, but mm. um, I actually really enjoyed Fez. Uh, I really had, okay. I had some fun with Super Meat Boy. That's still probably one of the most difficult games to mm -hmm. uh, platinum on the PS4. It's it's so crazy difficult. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was reading that this game had uh, some sort of um, like comedic tie to it it looks it looks pretty uh this one um full, black hole yeah a fully voiced sci-fi comedy with a cool soundtrack well already that's really interesting that it's fully voiced yeah and it's a platformer like uh that's unusual i mean um i guess the uh uh the one game that gamestop helped publish uh i think it was insomniac that made it um it was like the diver game do you remember that um, I know. Shoot, they made a book of it. It's it had an awesome look. Um, I'm gonna look into that real quick. Was it Game Trust? But, um, but, but the, yeah, it's like that one was fully voiced, but there's literally one character, you know. Huh. So like, it wasn't like super impressive or anything. Yeah, the main um, the main features of um of black a black hole are uh, 90 levels, six dimensions to explore, uh, unique gameplay. You rotate the gravity um, in a clockwise or counterclockwise fashion mm -hmm. so you know where fez it worked on that third dimension as well where you could like rotate the world um like left or right yeah you just kind yeah. of turn the screen counterclockwise clockwise or counterclockwise um tons of secrets again fully voiced um and uh and you know the kind of the, the draw of the pixelated world i think is uh, it's, cool. it's something. It looks it looks good, and it's not like super realistic. It it doesn't take mm -hmm. itself seriously. Right, right. I think that's definitely where some of the comedy comes in. Like we in that trailer, you can just see a little tiny bit of like 
out of game, uh, like, I, I guess, player communication going on, uh, which looks pretty interesting. Um, you know, I can definitely see some, some funny stuff with, like, dealing with the AI. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that looks funny. But, yeah, the game I was thinking of was Song of the Deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come up with. Um, with that, that's fully voiced, and there's literally three characters. So, like, this looks like it's got a lot more going on. Um, yeah. As far as that that uh, direction goes. Definitely. But, yeah, um, that is uh, uh, Black Hole. It's out for PS4, Xbox. Um, you can go uh, go check that one out now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's a little cheaper on... Uh, on the Steam GOG, you know, PC copies, but, uh, you know, if you want to play it on console, which, I mean, I, I think platformers probably are Can, yeah. one of the few genres that you really should probably play on console, because I think it's designed for that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and plus, with PS4, Xbox One edition, you get all the bells and whistles. So, yep. it's, it, yeah. Cool. Uh, up next, we have, uh, you know, this one's all yours. I haven't had a chance to play mm-hmm. it yet. Um, so... Go ahead. All right. Yes. Uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Um, this game came as a... I guess it kind of got, like, stealth announced. Like, it just suddenly, it's like, oh, we're making this cool game. And, like, um, it's uh, it's very story, like, atmosphere-heavy, world-heavy, I guess you would say. Um, oh, man, this, that scene, it just showed where she was, like, laying in the darkness and kind of, like, rustling. I just hit that last night. Um... It's it's a little puzzly. It's like a, I guess it's like God of War light. Um, there's a little bit of like environmental puzzling stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the combat sections are like kind of brief but very brutal. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really interesting game. Yeah, um, it, it you know it's it's, go ahead. it's it's fucking gorgeous. Um, I remember my introduction to this game. Um, you said kind of it was stealth announced. For me, this was announced at not like a video game convention where they show off the games, but at a developer's conference where they show off mm-hmm. new technology to make video games. And yeah. the technology that they were playing with was the main character being uh, manipulated and mocapped live. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sick! It was so. That's, cool. that's how they did it for. Uh, that's how they did it in the uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. It was all live. Uh, the uh, the robot that Alan Tudyk played. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his name. The the tall interrogator droid. Yeah. Um, he was uh, he was made in Unreal, and he was live mocapped. Uh, I mean, obviously they did a lot of like finishing and like detail work and everything on him, but oh, of course, they yeah. were able to to like live dump the movement data right onto the skeleton and the frame and you know the rig and everything so yeah they uh, that's, um, that's super cool they, they had uh ninja theory had someone come out on stage do a brief introduction of what's going to happen and then they lit up the one side of the stage where it had a woman fully mocapped on stage mm-hmm. uh talking and as she's talking the main character from hellblade was on the screen behind her Mimicking mm-hmm. her mouth movements, and it looked like the woman on screen or the character from Hellblade was talking in the background. Oh, that's sick. Was it you mean the the actress, or they they had the uh, the character from the game just like pulling that data? Yeah, they had the character, the three D character model from okay. the game up on screen, and her mouth was moving along with because it was synced to the motion capture of the actress that was on stage. Mm-hmm. It was all live, and I can't believe 
it didn't go wrong because something like that I feel like goes wrong every time. Like, like oh, yeah, it'd be I mean, really like, cool to if we did this, and then they would get up there and be like, oh, well, yeah, that's not working. Yeah. Yeah, you would think it would be, like, a... Uh, remember Uncharted 4, like, the game loaded in and the, like, controller wasn't synced? So, like, he mm-hmm. was just, like, standing? <laughs> like, that's what you expect to happen. You expect the mouth to just start, like, making weird movements. Um, you know, you expect the the whole thing to fall apart. But it, it looks like it did a really extremely good job. Um, yeah. You know, like that trailer. And then, like, even more, like, pretty quickly, uh, it was on the cover of the Game Informer magazine. Um, yeah. You know, so, it, like, it, it kind of seemed like the game just kind of came out of nowhere. And they've clearly been working on it a long time. Like you said, the game's gorgeous. Um, having played it, like, there's there's a tiny bit of issues with some of the stuff. Like, um, you know, when you're playing the game, it, it doesn't necessarily feel like, you know, the game that's going to end all games, the best thing that's ever been made or whatever. Right. But it's extremely good. It's a $30 game that has this level of graphics. I would say you know, comparable or possibly better than God of War, considering, you know, the time frames that they came out and everything. All right, so um, I guess the the basic storyline of uh, Hellblade is uh, you play this character, Senua, who has uh, some form of psychosis. So, you know, they didn't want to be super particular with, like, oh, this is a very particular type of schizophrenia or anything like that. Um, they actually, at the top of the game, right as it loads up and kind of, uh, you know, like in the credits and, um, you know, several spots, they mentioned that they worked with a full team of, uh, psychologists and psychiatrists to, uh, you know, make sure that they could, I guess, fairly represent this, uh, you know, mental illness. And, um, she, uh, in, in this character, it kind of, you know, particularly shows, um, it shows the uh, she has like an issue with voices in her head um that are you know at times they're helpful at times they are you know kind of calling her out and like calling her a coward and saying like oh she won't do it she's she's too afraid she won't walk in um oh. so it's it's really interesting and sometimes like in the middle of combat they'll actually help you out yeah uh, you can pretty easily get surrounded um you kind of like autofocus on a single enemy, which are like these big Viking-looking dudes, and uh, um, they basically they'll just approach you until they're within a uh, striking distance, and then they'll try to hit you with some you know attack or combo or whatever. And right. uh, the the combat's really chunky. It's not like a action. Um, it's not like Devil May Cry. It's not um, you know it's not God of War even. Uh, it's like really heavy combat where like a couple hits is a lot and if you get hit maybe i don't know if you get hit like five or six times quickly you're dead if you get hit um man that's amazing watching the the video capture her life yeah the the main character um like her grit Mm -hmm. is so appealing like she like the main character she's dirty is she's nasty very nasty but in yeah. but the model is just it, it's done so beautifully. Mm-hmm. It like everything well, it's super from real. everything from yeah. the hair to you know the cracked paint on her forehead in some of the scenes, mm-hmm. just mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, and to see yeah, so basically to see that they did this live on stage at some point, and mm-hmm. yeah, they did this live on stage, and the mocap ran flawlessly at GDC. 
I mean, it just shows what, you know, Ninja Theory is capable of. Yeah. And I mean, like, this is, uh, you know, Hellblade. I, I, it's, you know, if you've been following the company, you can guess that it's kind of a spiritual successor to uh, Heavenly Sword. Mm-hmm. Um, which also, you know, had the strong kind of, you know, uh, gritty, violent, realistic female character. And they also um, like to deal with... Um that sort of some like some sort of psychosis or disability mm-hmm. um the um the the main character in heavenly swords sister mm-hmm. was like definitely like autistic okay and but she was by far my favorite character in the whole game mm-hmm. like she she was very good at what she had a very good skill and it yeah. was like the thing that she loved doing the most. So it was really easy to get attached to that character. And mm-hmm. you know, she she just she loved her um like her her bow gun. And it was the one time in the game that the six, er, in PlayStation 3, I feel like that the six axis came in handy because you would shoot and then you could tilt the six axis around to control where mm-hmm. the arrow was going through the air. And you could just yeah, travel the arrow wherever you wanted it to go. And it was super interesting. And, um, yeah, like, after after we had um, Heavenly Sword, I was like, you know, after all these other games that people loved, but I couldn't really get in, that I couldn't get into because God of War was a thing, this was the yeah. contender for God of yeah. War for me. Yeah, it really was. Like, And that was, you know, there was an era of the same way that Sony had the, you know, what is our Halo going to be? Right. Microsoft had what is our God of War going to be. Right. So, um, and it, I mean, neither studio ever really found it. No. But uh, Not it's, um, you know, I, I, I that kind of shows, I think, some differing priorities at a company level. But, uh, you know, this, this game is, a lot of the little things they did are just super interesting. They're showing some of the, I mean, the animation in this is flawless. It's kind of like, um, I'm actually, I'm reminded in a lot of ways of Horizon. Uh, not really in a... Um, I don't know, not in a, like, world way. Not even really in a story way, even though both stories are very serious. Um, but, you know, the the level of detail on the environment, the stellar animation of the characters, some little things that you wouldn't really expect. Um, like, you can string... Uh, when you're fighting, you have the light attack, a heavy attack, a kick, uh, a dodge, a block, and, like, a rush. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can all you can string them all together in different ways, and they'll all string into different animations. Nice. So um, there's just certain things like if you're in the middle of a of a like a light attack combo, and then you hit him with a heavy attack, and then you hit with a like a kick or like I guess a melee attack, uh, a non weapon attack. Um, it'll do all different stuff. Like she'll jump up and punch with her left hand to kind of like knock the enemy back a little bit, but she has to like get up in the air to do it, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Yeah, it looks like uh, one of um, one of the MGI friends in the in the chat says part mm-hmm. of the appeal for the character visually is that she's not an intimidating character. She doesn't uh-huh. feel intimidating. That, so being in this world of what seems to be very intimidating shit, very intimidating monsters, yeah, yeah, um, um, that's super yeah, interesting. She's, uh, to get back to just touch on the story a little bit, this is all given in like a. I don't know, two or three minute cutscene in the beginning of the game, basically. So this is not spoilers or anything, but uh, 
you know, she's she's a Pict, which is, um, I think is like a lowland uh, Scottish tribe, if mm-hmm. I remember. Um, they would draw shit all over themselves, and that's part of where, like, the word picture is related. It's P-I-C-T is the tribe to Pict. Picts. They depicted things. Uh, I don't know. That's a whole weird English language thing. But, uh, yeah, she's, you know, Picts in general were, you know, they were Scotch-Irish. They were not very tall. And these, you know, Scandinavians were coming over, uh, you know, over the water and everything and showing up. And it's like, these dudes they were facing off against were huge. And, uh, you know, with this character in particular, with Senua, she's, you know, I, I would say probably average height for the time. So, like, five foot four, maybe. Mm-hmm. And she's facing off against these six and a half foot giants. Like, she comes up to the chest on a lot of these guys and that's it. And uh, it's really interesting. It's super interesting. Yeah. And... Um, I mean, just not, not even talking about gameplay, just where we're at right now with our po- with, with our podcast and, you know, streaming this live on Twitch. Mm-hmm. It's really cool that um, we're branching from showing and, you know, showing and talking about what a game's like to play and the story and all mm-hmm. that to showing what it, like, what it takes um, uh, behind the, the- yeah, behind the scenes. Behind the but, scenes to make mm-hmm. it, you know, like what it takes with the mocap and what it takes to choreograph, you know, or of course mocap a fight scene or what it takes to, um, you know, like a bit ago in, in the last thing that we watched, they, they were showing off how they put, um, uh, like, the paint and the clothes on the model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally came from photos. They were using photo texturing and they would take paint and they would smear it across... Uh, like a a very uh like just white background and then they would mm-hmm. take the color um and they would put the the photo texture in zbrush mm-hmm. and create the swatch and then they would just kind of alpha it over the skin to make it yeah. sit on the skin that's it's, really interesting super interesting i just well that's that's actually a really cool thing too is that um i think uh, this is another comparison, I guess, with uh, Horizon. Um, that studio is really good at art. Uh, the you know the the uh, Killzone Horizon uh, creators. Gorilla. Um, yeah, Gorilla Games. Gorilla. Uh, they're just they're very good with art, and they I mean like they're just they function at a really high level. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys, uh, Team Ninja. They're really good with art on like a technical aspect. Yeah, they're like they make they make the machine do the art for them, basically. Right, and it's it's mostly just like inputs that make, you know, people like like myself that make art. It makes my life so much easier to have these yeah. technical tools, like um, like different, just just different like textures that are automatically done with variants in there, or when we're modeling different ways to. Uh, increase poly count uh, mm-hmm. like to quickly create a high poly from a low poly and stuff like that so yeah it's these guys are Dude, this lady they have doing sound. this lady they have doing the combat stunts is insane yeah <laughs> my god but uh yeah so it's like um I mean even what they're showing here and this uh, we're watching like a combat uh, developer diary right um that's even a little fast like the I would say that the the completed game is a little bit slower than that, even. Yeah, they probably just, you know, tweak the, the yeah, animation speed. They just, hmm. you know... 85% speed or something like that. Yeah, they yeah. probably just up the amount of frames mm-hmm. between the actions. And then... But yeah, it's... um, 
I mean, they probably had a tool yeah. that keys all of the, like, um, um, you have your your key shots, and then you have your, like, in-betweens. They probably just increased the duration of uh, frames per second between the key shots. Mm-hmm. And it probably, you know, it probably did it all for them. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, again, another, like, technical ability. Right. Um, whoa! Mm-hmm. They just jumped a guy. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's... Technically, the game's amazing. It's $30. Yeah. I would compare it kind of to, um, I guess I would compare it to, uh, Id Tech's Rage. Um, yeah, it's really showing off what they can do. Yeah, and it's, uh, actually, it's, um, you know, this is with, uh, Unreal 4, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really pushing the engine to its limits. It's saying, like, we're gonna make the game make its own art. And, I mean, obviously, this still requires incredibly talented people. Right. But, um... You know, this is, it's showing off, like, I can take a picture, and I can tell the computer, this picture is 3D, this is, this type of model is going to do this, this is where I want it to exist in the game, this is how I want them to perform, and the, you know, the system's kind of able to do a lot of that on its own, and of course requires detail and touch-up work and everything, but, uh, that, I mean, to make a realistic human is one of the most difficult parts of art, whether Mm -hmm. that's 3D, whether that's 2D, um, you know, in the... You know, historically, like, the the famous, uh, you know, paintings of historical figures and stuff that became ultra-realistic, there was a lot of little tricks to make that happen. And it was not just that painters were really good back then, and now we just put lines on a piece of blank paper, you know? Yeah. Was, there were certain ways they were making that happen. So, uh, that's, that's really interesting, and we're kind of, I think with video games, we're hitting that next level of, like, I have this scanner, and I scan a 3D, you know, a human being. Right. And then I can paint video game textures on top of that 3D character. And then that character can do all this other crazy stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting. And, and the, the interactivity part of it is, makes a big difference, I think. So, so just for just because I'm curious, um, when we play games, even today, usually, you know, we run into a bug or two, no matter mm-hmm. what game we play. And with them being so technically sound, have you ran into a lot of bugs in at all? Um, Any weird other than visual? There's, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of environmental hitching that'll happen. Okay. Um, so you'll you know you'll get stuck on something, or um, you know if you're if you're just coming in, if you're loading a save, which everything is auto saves. There's no save points. You don't ever manually save. It just I I'm not sure how often, but it seems like it auto saves pretty much constantly. Okay. Um, so when you're done, you just turn it off and it's waiting for you. But uh, when you first load in, you know it has to drop in some textures and stuff like that. That's that's typical. Um, I mean, yeah, you can get stuck on some geometry, but it's it's easy to get out of. I've never got like I haven't seen anything game breaking, even mildly game breaking. Um, huh. Okay. Yeah, overall pretty good, but it's also oh, yeah. a, a much more controlled scale of game. That scene right there is right where I am, getting on that bridge, getting ready to walk to the weird crow house. They. Like they 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 stated that um, one of the representatives for Ninja stated that um, we could have made this game sixty dollars, and yeah. they chose not to make this game that much because they want to make a game that's sixty dollar worthy, and they don't mm-hmm. think that this test, much like um, Rage was, mm-hmm. a test for the engine, um, and that was sixty dollars. They don't think that. It, it like warrants 
mm -hmm. much money from their customer. So it's really it's really good that this company is like, look, you know, we're testing this out. If it goes well, there's going to be more. There's yep. going to be a bigger. Uh, uh, there's going to be a bigger experience and. Um, Hour-wise, I'm not even sure how long this game is. Um, I imagine it would... Yeah, I'm not positive. Uh, each... Uh, the beginning part of the game, when you actually start getting into the game, um, there's, like, a locked door, and you have to go through two zones to unlock the door. Mm -hmm. And each zone's about an hour. Okay. I imagine um, it was probably so about I, a 10-hour experience that. altogether. Uh, that might be a little long. I think um, so? Okay. I think, I think I've heard them say maybe seven to... Uh, seven or eight. Oh, Okay. I mean, um, still. there's not. It's not like pumped full of collectibles everywhere, which I enjoy. Them just like focusing on what they're doing you and just not wasting a bunch of time. Enjoy the experience rather than searching for things that are off in the mm. yeah wild areas. Um, and it looks like from the chat, you know, some people didn't even realize that Ninja Theory created Heavenly Sword. Um, someone says it increases their odds of picking up Hellblade. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's and it looks like these guys have really done their research. I mean, we're watching this developer diary, and you know they're taking uh, their inspiration from you know some pretty fantastic movies. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah combat wise, yeah. I, I know um... they, they showed one of the guys that looks like he might. Um, I'm not sure if he did mocap on the main character or if he did mocap on one of the enemies, but he was mm -hmm. in um, that uh, that newer. Almost James Bond style movie uh, about that kid. Uh, oh, Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's a second one of those coming second, this, this year, I think. Yeah, and he one of the guys that did some mocap for this was in the bar scene. Uh, he got stabbed in the chest in the bar scene. That'll do it. So, yeah, they they showed that up, but uh, but yeah, uh, Hellblade is um, uh, an an awesome title. It's out for PS4 and PC. And uh, you can go ahead and pick that one. It came out the eighth. Thirty, what? It's thirty bucks, right? Twenty nine ninety nine. Yep. Yep. And you can pick that one up now, which uh, highly recommend it. Yes, definitely. Cool. Uh, up next is uh, a game that you might have seen uh, Filtercord and I um, do an early access uh, mm -hmm. stream of. Uh, it's Cliff Blazinski's Studio Boss Key's new game, uh, Lawbreakers. Um, First-person arena shooter, um, very. It kind of has that, uh, you know, that Overwatch style to it. But what the game does a bit different is they, um, you know, aside from having some pretty interesting characters, which you know you basically have heroes and villains, um, mm -hmm. and and they mirror each other. So you have the personality, or the, you have the um, kind of like class. They're you know the same class on each side. Like the hero and the villain both have the heavy assault class, the heavy sniper class. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, But what they do different is they introduce um, zero uh, gravity zones or low gravity zones. And mm. uh, it the controls just change when you're in that low gravity. And it, it makes it really uh, makes it really interesting. Uh, so that combined with the characters kind of set it um, set it apart from games like Overwatch. Uh, mm -hmm. It feels it feels a bit more serious than mm -hmm. something like Overwatch to me. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it, it's a good game. I it's not it's not getting amazing crazy numbers, which mm -hmm. 
which is kind of interesting. I figured people would have jumped on board with this, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's only been out. It's only been out a couple of days now, and we'll see. Yeah. Uh, plus the see what happens. The uh, what was it? The alpha or the beta or whatever was a couple weeks before. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's very unreal. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, which is a negative for me because that's one thing I really liked about. Uh, Overwatch is that it, it just had its, really its own flavor. It it was more Team Fortress than anything, but it was even I think quite a bit different from that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean we've we've done some heavy coverage of Lawbreakers. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's out for PS4, PC. If you'd like to see a stream, you can check it out. Um, at uh, I, I think it's on our it was highlighted uh, Twitch.tv backslash Mammoth Games Inc. So mm-hmm. you can go check out Filterboard and I uh, get our ass kicked. Oh yeah, definitely. Lawbreakers. <laughs> hey, we we had a few cool plays, so mm. you know, our team had a few cool plays. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did a, a thing or two. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, Lawbreakers. Yep. Cool. Okay. Um. Yeah, the last game that came out on uh, August eighth, I guess uh, at least, that as far as we know, as far as uh, Mega Man, yeah, we're talking uh, about. Yeah, Mega Man Legacy Collection two. That's on PS4, Xbox One, PC. I, I have to imagine these are all going to come to the Switch. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, um, we'll avoid yeah, talking. So let's avoid talking about things that should come to the Switch. We could have a what should come to the Switch cast we could have every a, two weeks. We'll just meet and talk about how the Switch is going to have all these great games. Yeah, we could just talk and be pissed that we want all these uh-huh. games on the Switch, but they're not. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection 2... Uh, it's including Mega Man 7, 8, 9, and 10. And it's, of course, got some of the same bonus stuff behind the scenes, uh, developer commentary that the previous uh, Legacy Collection had. Um, from what I've heard, uh, the kind of later Mega Man games were not quite as popular as the earlier ones. So I know the Legacy Collection, the first one, um, did pretty well in sales. Uh, this one's getting, I think, a little bit more slammed uh, in, as far as, like, reviews and press and everything goes right but yeah i mean um, as long as you're a fan i imagine um i imagine this is like a no-brainer you know right right so, especially if you have the first one like just get all of them in two discs that's not bad yeah definitely but yeah um, um yeah mega yeah. man uh legacy collection 2 ps4 xbox one pc uh and that would be our last game for august 8th so mm-hmm. yeah um so Following that, actually, kind of a weird time to come out, I guess. But yeah. on August 9th, um, this is a remake of an older game. Speaking of, you know, Legacy Collection titles here. Uh, Res Infinite. So, um, somehow, between the two of us, uh, we completely missed the Res train back in the day. Yeah, I never um, played, and I don't remember ever seeing this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so I mean, I've seen some, I, I've definitely seen some of it, but I don't know what level of graphics I've seen it in, or if it was, like, almost impossible to even process what it was. But uh, I, I kind of describe it uh, as, like, a it's like a visual, um, kind of like a third-person twin-stick shooter. Um, it looks very, like, know. linear, like, linear, type kind graphics. of on, on rails Mm-hmm. God, yeah, it's hard to explain. It's very, uh, like, 1970s and 80s future. 
Mm-hmm. Like, if you imagine an 80s movie, an early 80s movie, where you transported your body into a computer, and you were yeah. the thing that were shooting these little spaceships and other things, I have no idea about the story. Um, and this was quite literally uh, a, the like last thing we applied to our list of mm-hmm. everything that we're talking about today. So, uh, right. And we always have those things that we put in here, but we have no idea what they are. You know, fuck <laughs> yeah. us if we did yeah. research. But, um, um, yeah. But yeah, so this uh, this came out on uh, PC. It's going to be coming to PSVR later in the year. But uh, for now, it came out on Steam, and it's for the Oculus Rift and uh, HTC Vive headsets. Uh, apparently, it's one of the best vr games to come out so far according to wikipedia um, <laughs> according to wikipedia so yeah that's fair uh i've heard it i've actually heard anything i've heard about it people are like oh it's great in vr uh you can play it not on vr just on the you know pc um keyboard and mouse controller whatever you're using right but uh from what everybody said it's like vr wise from what i've heard is is the way to play yeah cool yeah that's a uh, res infinite um Cool. And like like we said, that's August. That came out August 9th. Kind of a weird mm-hmm. date. Um, and we have uh, we have two more uh, that came out uh, yesterday, August 11th. Um, the first one is uh, the cult classic Night Trap is getting a uh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, they're getting a 25th anniversary. Um, if you're not familiar with Night Trap, it is a uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a game about um, surveillance. You're playing a person who is watching uh, this live surveillance footage of this household, and you trigger traps to capture anyone trying to harm house guests. So it's, um, it, it's full motion video, so it's like you're watching a movie, but you get to kind of decide what happens and how to mm-hmm. trigger things. Um, and, you know, this is... Like this is an older game. It you know um, it came out on the Sega CD twenty five years ago. <laughs> so you know it, it is what it is. But if you are into that good god awful cheesy mm-hmm. type of game, uh, yeah, this this would be it. I mean, like a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like, why would this guy that's in this house go and step on a scale, like? to weigh himself in the middle of him invading this house. He's counting carbs. I guess so. Like, he's real worried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is also 25 years ago. Why did anybody do anything back then? This is a different time. I guess, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Night Trap 25th Anniversary coming to PS4 and Steam by uh, Limited Run Games. Um, I can't imagine that it's too awful much. So if you are into that. Yeah. Cheese um, actually, ridiculousness, yeah. The live action, uh, that's really interesting. And I, I kind of want it to return, um, the full motion video stuff. Okay, like, well, we did have that one game. What was that called? The I know you picked it up. Um, it was, oh, The Bunker? The Bunker, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty much the same thing. You just kind of, I mean... That was pretty all right. Yeah, so, I mean, this type of game could... You know, yeah. well, actually, um, could make a comeback. It's just a little bit. I don't know if it is full motion video or if it is just extremely good, like heavily filtered CG. But in uh, Hellblade, there's one of the, like one of the voices actually has a body in 
like Senua's imaginary friend or whatever. Right. And uh, it's it's you only ever see it under these crazy filters. But there is like this guy that's kind of talking to her, and he's based on you know somebody she came across in her life. And uh, it looks like it's a live video. Um, it might just be extremely good CG, and under all the filters, you can't tell. Well, but it on I mean, it really looks like it's a real guy. Just you know, talking in a video clip. In some instances, even in watching the developer diaries that we were showing um, mm-hmm. during the live stream, um, they had uh, they they have these really high uh, these really high uh, tech scanners that mm-hmm. that like they just take the care the you know the model that's you know playing the character or whatever, and they kind of strip them down into you know like. Uh, like limited, like like they would have her wear like a bikini or something, and they would extend mm-hmm. her arm fully up, like fully toward the sky, and they would scan her body mm-hmm. to get the um, to basically create this three D model with these high tech scanners. So it's very you know it, it, that could be what they were doing. It could just be um, that really uh, really advanced way of capturing, kind of like they did with. Uh, the advanced mocap with um, L.A. Noir with the face, yeah, but with the whole yeah. body. It could be. I mean, you only ever see this particular character uh, in like two D video clips, so yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's a uh, it's odd. So cool. But I, I definitely see like, especially with the the you know the more technology that we get and everything, I can see full motion video coming back hard. When especially when we get to the point where CG is equal to real life graphics, anyways, then what's the difference? Yeah. Might as well act it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it might be cheaper. Yeah, and you can, you know, with that, you can um, have movie companies branching into games, so that's interesting, mm-hmm. too. Which I think that I think that's going to be the saving grace of VR once we kind of hit that. But that mark. I guess Res Infinite might be able to do it, too. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, and then the last one, I haven't played this game, Sudden Strike 4. Have mm-hmm. you checked that out? Have you played um, any of the Sudden I've... Strikes? A long time ago, I played a Sudden Strike. Uh, it might have been two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a... I mean, this sounds a little derogatory, and it's not. It's kind of like a... Um, shoot, what's the game I'm trying to think of? It's kind of like a, an offshoot. Uh, no, it's... Um, Command and Conquer? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, Command and Conquer is like full cheese all day. Yeah. Um, let me look at my Steam library, because I have the game I'm trying to think of here. But yeah... But, uh, um, Go ahead. Yeah, Sudden Strike is just kind of like a, a hyper-realistic war um, mm. strategy tactic strategy game. Yeah. Um, for a set in World War II, you can take uh, command of a number of real World War II generals. Mm-hmm. and Company of Heroes is what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Company of Heroes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know... Um, oh, there it is. Nine historic uh, generals and leaders that you can take control of and uh you know if you're really into that um rts style or rtt you know real-time tactic uh Mm -hmm. you know this is this is the way to go um came out for uh steam mac and ps4 uh yeah interesting game you know i get the itch sometimes to play a game like this um Mm -hmm. and i usually just jump onto um like civilization whatever civilization i happen to have downloaded yeah and I know it's not exactly the same, but I mean, it, it's strategy. It, it's yeah. strategy, and it kind of it, it curves it curves that want for me to want you know want to play that kind of mm-hmm. game. So 
Yeah, there's a there's a couple go tos I have. Um, I actually have StarCraft two. I've been kind of off and on. I mostly just play uh, story mode in that, but right. You know, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of content there. And, and that's the thing for me. I never play. Uh, I never play these versus other people. I, mm-hmm. It just it doesn't. That's not what I'm there for. It's, yeah, it's definitely not what I'm playing it for because that just brings a, a weird level of frustration. I would rather mm-hmm. just up the difficulty. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, eh, well, also like part of my thing too is that I don't want to like end up on somebody's team and ruin their game because I suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you know what I mean. So it's like okay, I'll just let like I'll just keep myself in the noob zone over here. For don't sure. Worry about it. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sudden Strike Four uh, came out August eleventh. Uh, like I said, uh, Steam, PS4, and Mac. Cool. Um, so I'm sure there's some games that we missed. So please hit us up, facebook.com backslash mammothgamesinc, or drop us a line over at Twitter at mammothgamesinc for uh, those missed gems that uh, that mm-hmm. we could have overlooked this week. Um, I do want to mention, um, we like to mention, you know, mention uh, like, op- like options for uh, demos, trials, betas, and stuff like that. And I was browsing mm-hmm. around, and uh, the kind of... Industrial Dark Souls game, The Surge, has Sci-fi, a lengthy demo yeah. on PSN right now. Um, with that, you can also grab a free DLC weapon, and you can use it in the demo. Um, you could play the demo possibly more than once. I played it one time. I just happened to make the right decisions and went mm-hmm. around the boss um, that would end the game. So I went around him and got to explore everything so if you just make it to a boss and it's like game over jump in again and try taking a different path and avoid that room where the boss is and um Mm -hmm. there's a few optional mini bosses you can check out and you can fully explore what the game's like uh really great game if it i really one of our friends uh grim reaper sage he picked it up and in the uk it's like equivalent to like 20 bucks in America, mm-hmm. like in America, and so he picked yeah. it up for like twenty bucks, and it's still sixty here. So I, I feel mm. bitter. So I'm like, that's weird. Come on, yeah, it's really weird. Apparently, it's uh, selling like crap over there, and it's well, and we're just like, well, here, yeah. you know, even though it's selling like crap, we still expect you to pay sixty bucks. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, go check that out. Highly recommended because it's a fantastic game. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably check out the uh, the uh, demo for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not really my style of game, but like I've been kind of waiting. Like I know at one point I'm gonna get pulled in by one of these. Yeah, um, one of souls these souls alike. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, moving into some of the like news, uh, some some other stuff that's going on right now. Yeah. Our weekly um, news. Yep, Battle Chasers Night War. Uh, just, I mean, full disclosure, I guess I'm I backed this on Kickstarter, so I have a vested interest in getting my free copy. But um, it's on the Switch. It looks like it's going to be delayed a little bit. Um, they they don't have any details. They're like they basically said um, it may be delayed, which means it will. But you know, <laughs> they said it, if it is, it's not going to be long. So maybe like a week or two. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. That's that's, that's, that's not an issue at all. Yeah. Um, and, and in that case, it might be able to actually get the first patch or two as well. 
So um, yeah, that yeah, could this, be. It, it looks really good. I mean, we're we're watching the trailer here, and I love the art on it. Yeah, it's kind of that, uh, I guess, traditional like Final Fantasy ish style uh, combat, which uh, is not really done anymore. Yeah, it's um, that standard turn base. Um, the yeah. the the style of that. Um, ah, man, that's really weird. Their backgrounds are painted with the characters mm-hmm. being um, realistic, lower poly models on top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic looking game, and if you're really into that turn-based, yeah. um, all the cutscenes even are done in more of an anime style. So mm-hmm. that's that's something too. Yeah, the uh, that's where they have Joe Mad. He's a comic book artist. Uh, it's kind of where the idea for this game came from. Mm-hmm. It's based on his old one of his old comic books he did. So um, really excited to see that. And again, like it's one of those things where when I heard this was coming to the Switch, I actually went into my like Kickstarter. I guess profile on their website and everything, and I was like, "I'm getting that on the Switch, thank you." Yeah, um, this will be definitely a pickup for the Switch. Um, yeah, yeah, this it, it looks it looks really good. So anyone interested in that, uh, um, mm-hmm. turn pace, you know, turn based RPG uh, battle chases is it. But it just looks like you have to wait a week or two more to pick it up on the Switch. Yep. So that should be fine. Not too much of a big deal. Yeah. Cool. Uh, up next, we have a little bit of info about. Um, no Man's Sky, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, it's way too late, why are you talking about No Man's Sky, we don't give a shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which I totally understand, but they've made some really good progress um, since yeah. launch. Uh, they've launched, um, this is their third big, uh, their big pa- third big patch that's going to introduce mm-hmm. some crazy features. Apparently, or their first big patch was base building, their second was... Um, uh, being able to explore planets in different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. And with this one, um, they're introducing a bunch of interesting uh, a bunch of interesting stuff. Um, like low-altitude uh, battling, like right above planets, uh, overhauling the way you battle in space. Um, what are some of the other... Uh, what are some of the other big things? Um... Uh, of course, I think there's 30 hours of new story content. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the one of the cool things that I saw, the multi-tool is getting a really cool enhancement. With the multi-tool, oh, yeah. you used to be able to just destroy... Uh, it was just destroy Earth. You couldn't build, right? Right. And with the new terrain editing tool, you can uh, transform the ground under your feet and create like sky bridges. and You can basically... Uh, around your base or wherever you'd like, um, you could create whatever kind of skyline you'd like to see. Mm-hmm. So that's really uh, that's really cool. Um, and one of the other big things is um, they've introduced these strange like floating orbs that up to 16 players can see and communicate with one another. So they've introduced finally um, some sort of synchronized co-op to No Man's Sky. Um, yeah. I do not know to what capacity and I would really like to find out um, so I think uh, I think a few of us uh, are going to have to get together and figure out you know whoever has this game we'll have to figure out how we can meet up and what we need to do to make it happen mm-hmm. so it would be cool uh, soon so like possibly just stay tuned here on MGI um, for a stream of No Man's Sky uh, update 
Oh, 1.3. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, this is something that we were talking about uh, a little bit over the past week or two, um, about No Man's Sky. Like, I think No Man's Sky would have really been, um, I think it would have been received better if they maybe released at a little bit lower price point the way Hellblade did. Yeah. Um, it's the same way, like, they, the same way that Hellblade could have charged $60, I think No Man's Sky could have charged even maybe 40 And, uh... Yeah. The game as you know, there all this all of the changes that they've made, adding land vehicles, adding in, you know, ability to make your own base. Um everything that's been added has been free, as far as I know. Yeah, everything's just been patched in and um mm. it really says something to and I was saying this earlier, um to the merit of their company, after all the backlash and and it's not even just like slightly negative reviews literally all of the hate that this company it's hate yeah like Um, death threats yeah yeah it that that they're still working on it that they haven't Mm -hmm. given up you know making this vision that they you know put forth in the beginning Mm -hmm. so it's super impressive props to hello games for continuing to keep this going and uh and and for making me come back to check Mm -hmm. it out again and I'm hoping this time it, you know, I I want re- I want I want to play this game. I want to like this game, uh, yeah, a lot more. But it looks like it just needed that time. It did, I, and this is just one of those things where, like, you know, that you got a release window, you had an advertised date, and it's like it just has to hit that. And uh, I think I think a lot of companies have kind of learned, um, kind of learned that lesson of like. You can't just, like, you you can't push something back forever because then it'll be trash when it finally comes out. Yeah. But you also can't just force shit out before it's done. Yeah. You have um, to find that right time and temp. You have to release. find the right balance, right? Yeah. Like, don't announce until you're pretty much ready. And if you have to, push it back a week or two. But, like, or maybe a month. But other than that, it's like, I mean, they just need to do better, um, better, better job hitting that window, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, some of the other things that I kind of neglected to mention is um, it got a new shader update. Mm-hmm. So the world is a little more... Uh, Sexy? Yeah, it looks a lot better, a little more high fidelity. Um, some of the props got some really high uh, um, like high poly updates, too. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like rebaked and made okay. better. So, uh, yeah, this update is pretty big. I heard it was a pretty beefy update but it'll be worth it if you are interested in that epic like space exploration survival game and even if you mm-hmm. you know want to invite a friend it looks like you can uh, these days so that's cool so go check out uh, no man's sky uh, atlas rises update 1.3 mm-hmm. all right um there's also been, uh, during this past week, it was announced that there's going to be a Fallout 4 Game of the Year edition, essentially, um, you know, including all of the DLCs. Um, and that's going to, you know, if historical data can be trusted on this, it's going to be $60. Yeah. Um, yeah. Include all of the, uh, uh, yeah, it'll have the mod ability, which the core game eventually had patched in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll, it has, it'll uh, include what, all of the Fallout 4. Oh, the core game, uh, Automatron, uh, Wasteland yep, Workshop, Automatron, Bar Wasteland, Harbor, yeah. uh, Contraptions Workshop, Vault Tech Workshop, 
Nuka and Nuka Cola World. So yeah. every DLC and they are making ever uh, came out with it. Right, they are making a couple more Pip Boy editions with that. Yeah. So um, I mean, not, that's not really, too many more. That's that's really cool. Um, I you know I actually ended up getting the Pip Boy. Um, it's mm-hmm. not the highest quality item I've ever seen, but right. with a little bit of reinforcement. You know, it, mm-hmm. that thing is awesome. You can snap your phone into it um, and look like an artard sitting on your couch using your phone to yep. go through your inventory while you play a video game. <laughs> that's all you need. Uh, yeah, that's going to be coming out uh, Great September twenty sixth. Yeah, it's really. I mean, it looks cool mounted on that little plaque they have it with. Yeah, it it, it really um, does. Yeah, but yeah, and that uh, box is the sexy box art. I love it. Um, September twenty sixth, you can get. Everything Fallout. I'm hoping for forty dollars, but it'll be sixty. It'll be sixty. <laughs> There's almost no way it won't be. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, that's still pretty good because some of these DLCs individually are twenty bucks. Right. So yeah. Um, that's not that's not bad. It's a, yeah. Especially it's if a good you, deal if you have no Fallout. Yeah. If you if you didn't already get it, I mean, you know, I'm the type that I got the season pass. I had everything downloaded day one that came out and everything. But uh, you know, if you if you held off or if you only played the core game. This is a great way to pick up and get all that DLC goodness. Um, yeah, so rolling right into the next thing, I guess. Um, speaking of DLC, The Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Um, they released another trailer for it. Uh, it's got a little bit more story info, I think. Um, but yeah, you're playing as a, kind of a side character from the first game's DLC. And uh, also from the Dishonored uh, book and uh, comic that came out on the side, kind of expanding the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing as Billy Lurk, which was part of the uh, Whalers assassin organization. Um, but yeah, Billy's had some uh, cybernetic enhancements here. I and, see uh, that. Hey. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I get it. <laughs> the eyes have it. She has She has a cybernetic eye. She, she has a robot eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's like, I just love the uh, Dishonored world in general. I think they actually might be one of the best world builders around right now um arcane uh it's it's kind of interesting um i'm not sure a hundred percent what the future of the series is uh dishonored 2's sales were not as great as could have been expected yeah um and obviously they're killing their like main deity off uh it's kind of like the basis of the game is the outsider uh so I'm not sure where they're going with this, and I really hope this is not like a farewell. Um, um I feel I, I mean, I've loved this series. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, you know if they're, you know if they're taking down one of their main, like I don't feel like this game's going anywhere. Um, I really hope so. I, I feel like they'll, um, you know, possibly get rid of like they'll continue to do stuff in the world of Dishonored, mm-hmm. and I mean the world is very. Uh, is very much established, right. and it's almost more of a living entity than the people in it. Yeah. So um, I, I think you know if it's if it's uh, you know progressed not only from you know one game to two games to you know the death of the outsider pretty, and pretty thick uh, DLCs and yeah. some he- yeah some heavy DLCs and I mean the gameplay is great. You know they, mm. they'll probably just continue the story in a different manner and it gives them a chance to reinvent themselves too. Um, not yes, reinvent yes. themselves in how the gameplay works, but just how to, 
uh, how to approach characters to make mm-hmm. someone that is, you know, uh, like a household name. Like, to make someone right. that's and we can, uh, the next, like, Kratos, or someone who's the next, you know. Right. Right. Um, we can see from this trailer, too, uh, if you're not watching us on stream, you can go check the trailer out. It's easy to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dishonored Death of the Outsider, again, is the name. Um, it seems like they're really upping the violence, because, you know, Billy Lurk, uh, kind of the way you're talking about here, with, you know, changing kind of where you're coming from with the character, mm-hmm. uh, Billy is not the queen she's not the empress she's not the bodyguard or whatever she's just an insane murderer so uh you know that i think in dishonored uh you know you were vulnerable all the time but it was really fun to just go on these murder sprees and kill like 15 people in the space of five or six seconds yeah and uh it's you were really punished in the game for doing that you get the bad ending for killing a lot of people um you know people can find dead bodies and they freak out and they get they're on guard um, it kind of makes the world darker and a little bit more dangerous to be in if you are killing everybody you come across. Yeah. So, um, I think with the ability to be like, okay, you are literally an assassin from an assassin's guild. You're rescuing the king assassin who assassinated everybody. Uh, I think, uh, you know, you're killing the assassin god. <laughs> so, um, I think they're going to really lean into like the ultra violence, um, get some cool new powers. Uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested to yeah, see. Yeah, and the, the game, already I can see that it has some uh, star power behind it. Um, Rosario uh-huh. Dawson voicing Billy. Um, Robin Lord Taylor as the outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Madsen is uh, yep. um, the uh, Dowd, which was the assassin in the first game. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's that's pretty badass. So, I mean, it's got some pretty good names behind it, like, yeah, I I think I I like we were, like I was saying I don't think this this game is going to be going anywhere anytime soon. I think Arcane's mm-hmm. doing fine, um, and yeah, the death of the outsider looks badass. So yeah, yeah, you can uh, uh that one comes out. Uh, what day was that? Fifteenth uh, of September. Yeah, yeah. So and it is a standalone as well, so you do not have to have Dishonored two to play it. And yeah, and it's coming out uh, on disc. On disc, so interesting. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, moving right along, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Fortnite patch notes. Um, mm-hmm. The update, the um, oh, the patch note thing didn't up, uh, didn't load correctly. Let me refresh this. Let's see if I can get. Oh, Teddy! More to That's this. my boy. That's weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the there were a ton of good uh, things happening for, uh, I think it was 4 point, or 1.4.2 um, inclu- on PC, including um, being able to remove, uh, like, uh, like, the head and uh, cosmetic items. Like, you get, like, when you level up your character to star, the second star rank or whatever, um, mm-hmm. you get... Like my character got a hat, I could remove that to, you know, have the normal hairstyle. When I ranked up to three, it went up to uh, she got a backpack. So mm-hmm. um, that'll be coming out on Xbox One and PS4 uh, here. Some at some point, they're very aware of the problems that it's having with uh, the like 
going to black screen after you complete a mission and it just freezing up. And it seems mm -hmm. to most people they kind of freak out when they log back in. They might have completed a mission, it got to the end where it was showing your score, and then it froze and you had to reset. Um, and then when you log back in, instead of you getting the same loot chest as everyone else, you get a level one loot chest, which seems like there's less loot in it. Um, but he wanted, you know, they, they went on record and saying that it's just, uh, just a bug. Uh, you will mm -hmm. get the exact loot from the correct chest. It's just showing a level one chest. So, you know, no fear there. You're getting the same amount of experience as everyone else. So if it says zero experience, that's not correct. Just another visual, uh, kind of a visual failure. Um, mm -hmm. that they're working on fixing on all platforms. Um, and, uh, and as well, they were talking about what to do in the future. And one of the things that they got an overwhelmingly, uh, like an overwhelming outcry for is a, uh, survival mode. Mm -hmm. So within this survival mode, you will literally have to try to survive a fortnight, which is 14 days in game. Um, which could translate to like maybe two and a half to three hours, depending on, you know, I'm not sure how, like if there's quest activated time limits and stuff. Um, right. And uh, yeah, you, you know, during the day you um, scavenge and build at night, you try to um, protect your structure and your party from the impending doom of everything that's trying to kill you. So, I, I really hope to see that one really, really soon, um, because that mode sounds crazy. And one of the things that I'm having probably a big, my, you know, the biggest problem with is, aside from um, not understanding where your power rank comes from, is how you, like, get better, like, better items, like, better loot and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like uh, I, you know, I've been playing for a while now, and I still don't have a legendary weapon or a legendary hero. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm really hoping that these harder stuff. I mean, this could be like their raid mode for their game. So mm -hmm. that could be, you know, that could be kind of a cool thing, and uh, it has the chance. You know, they have a chance to drop some pretty. Uh, some pretty crazy loot. So um, mm -hmm. that was the other thing that they were talking about is um, adding new weapon, uh, new weapons entirely. Mm -hmm. So you know, just something to something to keep an eye on if you are playing Fortnite. Um, and uh, you know, if you'd like, you can always check out some of uh, some of our streams, which have been going through my personal channel uh, on Twitch, the Real Night Swarm. So mm -hmm. yeah, go uh, go in. Uh, Go and hit that um, follow button, you know, subscribe and uh, keep up to date with our uh, with our ongoings with Fortnite and, you know, every other game that's, yeah. that's out there. So, yeah, we should be able to give pretty good info on the Fortnite stuff, too, because we've been we've been playing that quite a bit and we're kind of feeling the impact of these patches as they roll out. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been playing a pretty long time. So, I mean, that's the other cool mm -hmm. thing. Uh, I, I really enjoy having people come in and ask questions like, yeah. oh, how does this work? And, you know, I. I like doing the, the helpful thing. So, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, look up the um, patch notes for 1.4.3 if you are interested in seeing all of the changes that have come to 
Fortnite for PC, soon to be rolling out on everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on to the next thing. Um, kind of some uh, bummer news. Uh, Shadows of War, um, the Shadows of Mordor sequel, uh, is going to be rolling out with some uh, quite a bit of microtransactions. Um, I kind of want to. I'm going to get into an article here and really look at some of the specific stuff they're talking about. Uh, um, yeah, I, I have the article that comes uh, from the way of Gamespot, um, mm-hmm. and the quote is: "An important aspect of the Nemesis system comes from forging, customizing, and leading your uh, own army of unique orcs and followers against the fortress of Mordor." There are different ways to do this, including dominating orcs by exploring vast open world, a vast open world, and encountering them as part of an orc society. Or players can acquire the orcs and other items through the market in-game store. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah. breakdown. So, yeah, you're probably looking at the breakdown. So you go ahead. Yes. Yeah. They're 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 essentially splitting up. Um, Basically, there's going to be like three categories. Uh, there's going to be loot chests that have, um, you know, your your customizable items. That's one of the big changes in this game from the uh, the original game is that you're going to have, you know, gear essentially. Uh, you'll be equipping, you know, boots, capes, helmets, uh, you know, different weapons that have different powers or whatever. So, um, kind of a little bit more RPG mechanic. Um, there's also going to be XP boosts that will kind of help you level up faster. Uh, and there's going to be that whole RPG leveling system. And then war chests, which are going to have uh, followers to kind of dump into your army. Yeah. So, um, I mean, these are all things that you'll come across from just playing the game. Which is, is kind of a double-edged, uh, double-edged sword there. Because on the one hand, you know, it's stuff that anybody can just get for free. So that's good. Um you know, they're not, like, selling you the ability to win the game or anything. But it's bad because you're just telling people, hey, if you don't want to play through this shit game we made, you can just spend five bucks and we'll get you to the next level or whatever. And that's really a, a horrible sign. And, um, yeah. um, you know, it, like I said, I think this actually is my most looked forward to game of this year, I think. Um, it's coming out on uh, October 10th. And uh, hopefully it won't get pushed back again because it's already been pushed a couple times. Yeah. But um, you know they're not talking about the cost. Uh, they haven't mentioned the cost yet. Um, there's going to be multiple currencies in the game, so you have uh, gold, which you know you'll just be able to spend in the mission, and you know it'll help you get some loot chests and stuff. Yeah, like your standard. And currency. then there's uh, right, and then they have Mirren, which is you know anybody who's played mobile games, that's basically your diamonds. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's kind of the thing of, like, this is something that Warner Brothers kind of does. They just do, like, really shady shit a lot, and they kind of force their companies to do it. Um, the, the first, uh, Shadows of War, or, uh, Shadows of Mordor, the first game had some, like, negative press around it in that Warner Brothers actually reached out and got, like, YouTube streamers and, you know, games people you know reviewers previewers that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh they actually paid them to play the game and not say anything negative like in the contract it said you cannot point out negative problems with our game yeah that's, and that's, i mean it's that's marketing so that's fine but part of it was that they wanted these people to say this is my opinion this is what i think not i was paid to say this yeah. and those are two very different things and uh, you know now they're doing this with like 
oh, uh, you know, you never have to actually spend a dollar, but, but you'll be way better at our game if you spend a hundred bucks on this stupid coin bullshit. Yeah, I mean, the you know the internal struggle with me is, um, you know, it, it revolves around being you know primarily a console gamer, and mm. you know, like the like, you know, the things that you're, you know, you search for while playing, which one of the big things you search for while playing is, you know, the different trophies on the PS4. And, uh, and yeah, this kind of feels and very much comes off as, like, the solo version of uh, Pay to Win. Yes. Because if you're able to buy these war chests and, you know, get some crazy orc followers, that's going to help you achieve the platinum trophy for the game that much faster it really tarnishes the sought after you know i 100 percent of this game and here's the you know the platinum to prove it mm-hmm. trophy so i look for yeah. I, I look for this to be um I, I i actually can't wait to see the platinum on this game and the percentage mm-hmm. of people on the yeah that'll be interesting to have it because i have yeah, a feeling normal... it's going to be high yeah, the normal percentage for platinum is it's usually like one percent or less. Uh, yeah, it's usually it's usually between you know zero and five. Yeah, being yeah. super meat boy at zero, and <laughs> Assassin's Creed's at like five. <laughs> because yeah. you know people just you like with a lot of games in that vein, like Assassin's Creed, even even uh, Shadows of Mordor. Um, I know people you can just kind of stumble across the platform. Yeah, and I know several people who did. So, yeah. but yeah, it. When I originally heard, I was like, I mean, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to be buying a war chest or a loot chest or XP boost. I mean, I really don't care. Like, I right. that just removes it for me. But then I thought, trophy wise, and I'm like, that kind of makes me not want to even search after the trophy. Yeah, because like it'll just you know you can just buy it for five bucks. Right. And it's like, and that, and I, again, it's another thing where it's like there's another two sides of me because just from like the more professional end, microtransactions make money. Mm-hmm. I mean that's why free to play is so big. That's where all the money is, and uh, you know for if if this game has these microtransactions and they're successful, then that means I can get a whatever the third one would be, Shadows of Microtransactions. Yeah. You know? So, Which is shaping up to be really bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, you have to unlock your character model with a five dollar download. And if you don't, uh, you just you play the character you're just model. Hovering sword. Well, you but it can't move. You play the model, but it looks like he's uh, decked out in cardboard boxes. You can't uh-huh. see you what the only, model. Looks you can like. only wear cardboard boxes. And you have to unlock each piece. You have to unlock. That's the also the next the uh, Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah. You have to buy but, it individually. Uh, Yep. But, uh, you know, so it's like, you know, in a business sense, put them in, make a little bit of extra money. I, I get it. But then also from like, you you know that these these guys at the studio, they do not want to be spending all their development time on making fancy loot chests. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and again, like, you know, this is coming off of us talking about Fortnite. We've been playing a lot of Fortnite. Um, that game is going to be when it's actually in full release it's going to be driven by microtransactions it's going to be a free-to-play game and um you know it's fine 
That's what that game is. It's everything, all the loot you get is always random. You can unlock a lot of stuff just by regularly playing. Um, you know, it's it's basically like, well, I don't want to play 10 hours to get fully, you know, my a full kit of every type of whatever I need. I just want to pay a little bit and skip that. And it's a game that, like, you get out what you put in. So even if you are, you know, spending 10 bucks to get a bunch of, you know, diamonds or whatever, and then you unlock a bunch of loot boxes, you're still not as good as somebody that's played for 15 hours. Right. Yeah. And 15 hours is going to be nothing for the the release of the full release of this game, you know? So and it's just, dif- it's a different style. The game is built around, you know, some games are built around that. League of Legends is built around skins. You know, yeah. we need people to buy boosts. We need people to buy skins. And um, um, we, we uh, it was um, Tonic Storm, who we played a bit with yesterday on Fortnite. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it um, later that night. And we were talking about the rate that you get in Fortnite, um, their currency V-Bucks, which are used to mm-hmm. buy um, basically like the loot chest, their, their, right. their, their llama piñatas. Yep, specialty llamas. Specialty llamas. And uh, I had just... Uh, saved enough. I have over a thousand V bucks now, and I was looking at what that translates to monetarily, and that translates to ten bucks. Right. So, so so far from playing the game, uh, Tonic was like, "Yeah, I." Uh, so, you've made ten bucks. <laughs> you've put you put you put ten bucks back into the thing you spent. 44. I mean, not well, you and yeah, I. Everybody, we spent 20. Most people spent 40. We were able to get 20 because yeah, we were in so, early. So, I've, so with, with that logic of me playing the game and earning that currency, I've half paid off yeah, the game. You've, you've, you've really only paid $10 for it. And, I mean, this is... We're very early. When this game goes wide and it's, it's actually really free to play, you're going to get more. Because that's just how you keep people playing, you know? It, and, uh, it, you know, people also are buying the right to get in right now. Yeah. So you get a bunch of free, like you get a ton of loot llamas. It was like twenty or something when you right when you start. So yeah. you know when the game's actually just fully released to free to play, I think that stuff's going to drop a little quicker because they know we already got a bunch of stuff because we hit we had to. And you get different things play. for different um, buying it in different places. We got a ton of loot llamas, including more yeah. founders than you would get. You know if you bought it through the PSN, and right. on PSN they get. Um, I think they get to choose one of four heroes that has a special like a skin. custom, yeah, yeah, like a PS, uh, you know, like a Sony themed. Yeah, it's like skin it's, hero. it's yeah. blue and white, I think, color which scene. is really cool. Yeah, um, and which is good for it, you know early game, but mm-hmm. you know, and I, I was talking to uh, you know one of the other MGI guys, Pasty Pasta Man, and he isn't sold. And his, you know, with his with his thought process, why would I pay just to play the game early? Yeah, you know that's fair. And I'm like, I'm like, well, it's not like you're not buying a game. Right. I mean, you know, the point of buying a game is a to play it, b to support it, so they can continue to make games that you would like to buy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, you, you know, know if, again, if, if it's gonna go free to play in a year, for one, we don't know what the free to play is gonna take from it right you know right. like it could it could be a dumbed down it could be a crazy dumbed down version um it could be totally shit it could I be i mean like that that's been happened in the past where a game went free to play and then it just tanked uh i mean it, it stayed open and they made the money to continue running the game but it's just not cool anymore <laughs> and it could be that 
you know, they separate um, free-to-play and paid members. So that's possible. So I was that's like, happened in the past. it's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And, like, my point was, like, you know, you're still buying a game. It's not that you're not buying a game. It just says that it's right. early access. And with early access, it almost feels better because you get to shape the game. Like, they gave me this and actually, survey. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, yeah. And I literally, like, they're going forth with what I said. I was like, a horde mode would be cool. And they're mm-hmm. doing a hybrid horde survival mode. So I yeah. already, I've already, you know, helped shape the game in in one way. So that's cool. You get to make, yeah. it's almost like you get to make your own game. Right. So, I don't know. But yeah, so, I mean, I guess uh, we got off on a tangent there, we which did. was, you know, on brand. But, uh, you know, it's there's a difference. Like, if I buy a war chest and I get, like, a cool troll to be a general in my army, what does that do, you know? It, it helps them. They maybe get, hey, look, Hellblade commercial. Yeah. Uh, they they maybe make a little bit of money on that. And then, it, you know, that will help fund their next game. And that's the reason, you know, going back to League of Legends again. I've bought a few skins. I only get them when they're on sale. I never pay full price, so get off my back. But, uh, you know, I'll put five bucks in every now and again. Maybe, I, I maybe pay $10 a year to play League of Legends. And, like, again, if it was World of Warcraft, I'd be paying 15 a month. You know, so oh, yeah. it, I've I've maybe paid, uh, yeah, I would say I've probably paid maybe ninety to a hundred dollars total on League of Legends, and I've been playing this game since two thousand eleven, January two thousand eleven. Yeah. So you know, they've I've gotten my money out of this game so many times it's not even funny. So um, no, no. yeah, I just like I don't like the idea of paying sixty dollars for a game, and. You know, it's meant to be a $60 game, an open-world game, a progression-based, character-based, role-playing type. And then being told, oh, if you spend $100 more, we'll give you a cool sword. Yeah, that, it's like, and, fuck off, and, and that's really where it differs, you know? Like, like right, we were that's saying, the difference. like, you know, League of Legends, stuff like that is free. You're expecting the microtransaction because that's how they're going to survive. But right. a game that you're already paying $60 for, like, I don't think... It, it's kind of like, you know, keep that keep that out of it Mm -hmm. like (laughs) well yeah even going to Fortnite, uh i don't i mean you know considering that i know several of the people not like best buddies with them but you know i i'm friendly with a few of the people that worked on the game right um i know the studio in general i know a ton of people that have gone through uh epic or are still at epic yeah um you know it's like (laughs) it just in general like um you know i want Fortnite to be successful yeah. Not just because it's a good idea, but, you know, I'm, I'm slightly invested in, you know, the, some of the people that work there and everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I've put my, my well, really 20, but, you know, it should have been 40 was the average person. I put my money down on it. I put my time down on it. I don't know that I'll spend more money on this game. Right. Ever. And I want it to succeed, you know? So, like, anything I do put in will, I mean, you know, not to say that I'm, like, doing them a favor or anything, but anything I do put in will be in that mindset of good work. I want you guys to be rewarded for what you've done. I like the game. I'm going to continue to play it. Here's some extra cash. Right. You know? And I, I think, uh, you know, that's how I look at it with Riot, with uh, League of Legends. That's how I looked at it with um, Star Wars Old Republic MMO uh, from Bioware. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at all that stuff like that. I mean, um, with Dragon Age, I buy all the, the DLCs that come out, and then I sometimes will spend money on the cosmetic items. 
I unlock them in the game and I just delete them right away. But I'm happy to throw that extra five bucks because I like the studio. I like what their product they're making. So um, I think that's the difference. And for damn sure, if I spend $60 on a game, they're not getting that shit out of me unless it's something that I actually need. <laughs> unless it's something new, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, it's a fine line. Uh, I, I'm really interested yeah. to see what um, what our audience thinks. So if you guys have any uh, thoughts on this, uh, you yeah. know, drop us a line at uh, Mammoth Games Inc. at Mammoth Games Inc. on Twitter or on Facebook. Um, but yeah, moving right along, uh, something a little more upbeat. Uh, this comes in, thank God, <laughs> uh, in the way of Game Informer. Um, the Pokemon developers sat down with Game Informer to talk about their uh, console RPG debut on the Switch mm-hmm. for their Pokemon RPG. Um, and uh, teasing me with those Sun and Moon posters <laughs> teasing me yeah and we, we you know we still have no idea on what uh on what they're doing even what mm-hmm. kind of rpg it's gonna be um we right. know what we i feel like all of us know what we want but mm-hmm. um during the interview you know they talked a lot about the switch and they're really curious on how people are gonna play uh the mm-hmm. switch and they're, they're like you know and the console is sold incredibly well so far oh yeah um yeah, yeah and they were saying that you know sure it sold it sold well but uh after this holiday it's going to be interesting to get the feedback to see where people are playing this the most so they're playing it at home are they playing it on the go or you know like mm-hmm. um you know and when kids get it this holiday because you know so far it's really been in that that nintendo we've shorted and the you know amount of consoles that we put out mm-hmm. so um, I imagine it'll be readily available this holiday, and he's right. You know, more people will be getting it this holiday. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, sure. he was really interested to see that, and I don't know if that's going to shape the game. But I'm not sure if they'll do. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping it's just the standard normal RPG that we are all envisioning that we'll get from. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a Pokemon handheld, but. You know, like an open world adventure, like think Breath of the Wild, but with Pokemon. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I want. But he said uh, we can definitely see the expectation, or we can definitely see expectations are very high right now, and the pressure is mm-hmm. on to answer those expectations. Um, and in my mind, that that they've managed to reach the realization of uh, we are at the point of no return. Um, mm-hmm. We've announced this. Nintendo's not known for ever canceling anything. Uh, and if oh, they yeah, did, definitely. the backlash at canceling something like the long-awaited Pokemon RPG would mm. be devastating. Yeah. It would be insane. So, um, Not recommended. Not, definitely not recommended. So I, I'm super interested to see where this is going. Um, I don't look for us to be able to get any information about this until six months until, until release. damn well ready. Yeah, um, I, I imagine um, it's going to be at least... Uh, six months. They, they, they won't. At I don't least, think. At very least. I don't think that they're going to show us anything. You know, a year out or mm. a year and a half out. I, I think they're going to stay uh, tight-lipped for the next probably full year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, if you want to see more, just drop over to Game Informer. Check out their. Uh, they had a few articles over there and videos about um, the Pokemon uh, Game Freak talking about 
their mm -hmm. development process with the upcoming RPG. So yeah, they've uh, you know they talked about a lot. Um, not to you know push people off of our platform onto Game Informer, you know. Right. But um, you know, it's they talk about how they created some Pokemon. They talk about you know what Game Freak did before they went on to Pokemon. Um, it's got a lot of interesting content there. So uh, yeah, you know, as me as a huge Pokemon fan, uh, you know, can't stay away from it. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, but yeah, that's just um, that little bit. It's seriously, no uh, extra detail about what mm -hmm. they're doing. It's oh, just yeah. them talking little, about little like what their ideas. Yeah, and... where they want to go with it. So. Um, mm -hmm. cool stuff. Yeah. Go check that out. And, uh, the last little piece is the, I, I guess it would be reintroduction of the Nintendo world championship. Um, I haven't heard anything about that in a while. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, when was the last one? Do you remember? I, I don't remember. No, I, uh, I, I think they, I think it was like a couple E3s ago or something like that. I, I don't remember if, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but. Either way, um, the Nintendo World Championship 2017 is going down at uh, Best Buy's uh, around uh, the United States. I imagine that it's going to be other locations as well, but the United States bound. You know, you got New York, Chicago, Seattle, Minneapolis, um, San Francisco, mm -hmm. L.A., Dallas, Miami. And uh, four weekends, eight locations, um, two different leagues, so it's a 12 and under and a 13 and up. And it uh, looks like they're going to be playing uh, Mario Kart. Interesting. So, um, the 12 and younger, you have to play as uh, Mario with the standard kart, standard wheels, and the super glider. Uh, and the stage is mm -hmm. uh, the DS version of Luigi's Mansion. Where 13 and older, you play as Bowser with the same mm -hmm. kind of kart as the uh, 12 and under. And uh, the stage is the Game Boy Advance Bowser's Castle 1. Um, okay. While you're there, you can also check out Super Mario Odyssey and Metroid uh, Samus Returns. And if you check in with uh, the My Nintendo QR code, um, you get uh, a thousand platinum points for My Nintendo, as well as the first 200 mm -hmm. people that check in each day get a uh, My Nintendo pin. So, kind of a cool little event pin. If you're a huge Nintendo fan, you're good at Mario Kart. Uh, you want to take your shot at the Nintendo World Championship 2017. Um, yeah, that how you would get on that circuit. It looks like they'll probably do something for um, Splatoon. I imagine they'll be doing something for Arms, um, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe even Smash. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, I'll hang out in Smash. Just let me know. <laughs> stay tuned for that one. But yeah, that is yeah, uh, that's pretty much uh, everything that we had to run down for. Uh, for this week, the week of um, mm -hmm. August 14th. Uh, 14th, yeah. Um, so I'd like to thank everyone for hanging out. As always, if you get a chance, head on over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all that stuff. Like, comment, share. Uh, it really helps us out. And uh, get at us on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, for those viewing here on Twitch, thanks for hanging out, being active in the chat. Don't forget to hit that uh, follow button. Let us know what we can do better, as always, on any platform. And, uh, yeah, um, until next time, unless you have anything else I should have probably asked. I do not, but thank you for asking. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
but until next time, uh, as always, I'm Night Swarm. Filter cord. Cool. Thanks for hanging out, guys.